www.sabscast.com s a b s c a s t.com love and the revolution namaskar a very good evening ladies and gentlemen i would like to welcome you all in the conference on strengthening cooperation among bbi and countries the road ahead this is organized by Institute for Strategic and Socio-Economic Research ISSR in collaboration with UNSCAP, the Asia Foundation and Pavilion Group. I am your host for this evening, Sabina Karki. It is widely believed that South Asian regional cooperation shark has not been a success case for enhanced cooperation and integration because of bilateral mistrust among some of the member countries in the region following on this bbin which is comprised of bangladesh bhutan india and nepal has recently been emerged this one and a half day conference in kathmandu is organized to further explore the bilateral trilateral and quadrilateral issues within the subregional arrangement of bbin group And with that information i would like to invite the guests of honor to take this reserved seat on the stage first of all i would like to request professor biswambar piakurel phd chairman issr to chair the conference our chief guest honorable sher bahadur deoba former prime minister and president of nepali congress please take a seat on the stage Next me I invite her excellency Ms Maspi Vinte Sams ambassador of Bangladesh to Nepal to come to the stage Our keynote speaker Professor Sachin Chaturvedi PhD Director General Research and Information System for Developing Countries RIS New Delhi please take a seat on the stage Professor Madan Kumar Dahal PhD Board Director ISSR kindly come to the stage <laughs> Professor Govind Nepal PhD Board Director ISSR kindly come to the stage Mr Naresh Rashta Board Director ISSR and Chairman Pavilion Group kindly come to the stage Thank you very much. Now let me start the formal session without much ado. I would like to request Professor Govind Nepal, PhD, Board Director ISSR for the welcome address. Thank you Sabina ji. Chair of the inaugural session of BBIN Think Tank Conference, Professor Bishambar Pakurel, Chairman of Organizing Institution ISSR, Chief Guest of the program Honorable Sherwadur Deva, President of Nepali Congress. and former prime minister of nepal excellency ambassador of bangladesh bangladesh to nepal keynote speaker professor sachin chaturvedi former ambassadors distinguished participants from bbin countries and international institutions respected guests friends from media ladies and gentlemen it is my honor and privilege to welcome you all on behalf of organizing institution and on my own behalf to the inaugural session of the sub regional conference on strengthening cooperation among bbin countries the road ahead representing bbin countries 
would like to especially welcome Honorable Former Prime Minister Deva, who kindly accepted our invitation to be the chief guest of the event despite his pre-scheduled commitment to an election rally on the same day in the eastern region of Nepal. We are also pleased to welcome the keynote speaker, Professor Sachin Chaturvedi, who despite his very busy schedule, agreed to deliver keynote address in the inaugural session of this conference. I would also like to extend my appreciation to all the experts from the think tanks of Bangladesh, Bhutan and India who have come all the way from their home to Kathmandu to discuss issues of sub-regional cooperation among BBIN countries. It is well documented that the countries in the BBIN region are largely characterized by moderate economic growth, low level of intra-regional trade, clean energy deficits, low level of employment in poverty, dependence on imports and remittances, as well as predominance of fossil, fossil fuel, causing emissions and increasing the risk of climate change. The countries in the BVIN region have significant diversities in terms of their demographic composition, socio-economic features, business environment, and openness to trade, working capacities, work culture, and technological standard. These diversities provide the basis for regional cooperation that will benefit the whole region. We all are aware of the benefits from the enhanced cooperation and deepening integration among BVIN countries. It helps us optimize benefits, reduce costs, increase efficiency, expand opportunities, and utilize platform to maintain the quality of public goods, for example, ecological services. Connectivity is the prerequisite for promoting trade, developing production, uh, production hubs, and supply chains and distributing benefits more evenly. We have a long way to go to achieve a satisfactory shape of regional integration. Research has shown that the size of untapped intra-regional trade in southern, southern and Central Asia is estimated at more than 50% of the potential. Intra-regional trade cost in South Asia is markedly higher at about 114% compared to that of the Southeast Asia at 76% and East Asia at 51%. Similarly, poor transport connectivity and facilitation prevents the sub-region from exploiting benefits. Transport infrastructure development is scattered across disconnected sub-regional projects in the Southern Asia. Investment up to US dollar 2.5 trillion may be required to cover the overall infrastructure gap in South Asia alone. Likewise, South Asia could lose loss an equivalent of 1.8% of its annual gross domestic product by 2050, which will progressively increase to 8.8% by 2100 on the average under the business as usual scenario. However, should the global community take actions along the Copenhagen Cancun agreements to keep the global mean temperature rise below or within 2 degrees centigrade, the region would only lose the average of 1.3% of GDP by 2050 and roughly 2.5 by 2100. Against the above background, we are meeting here to discuss different but integrated areas of sub-regional cooperation, that is connectivity, trade facilitation, electricity trade, and climate change. We have here eminent personalities of global repute who are known as 
authorities in the above areas and are leading highly influential, influential institutions in the South Asia. We are very confident that this galaxy of experts will not only identify the barriers of regional cooperation and integration at regional and sub-regional level, but also chart out certain compelling recommendations that the governments of, of this sub-region will, uh, will find worth considering to lead the integration process formally ahead. Finally, I once again welcome our chief guest and keynote speaker along with all the distinguished guests and participants present here and at the same time take this opportunity to wish our foreign participants a very pleasant stay in Kathmandu. Thank you. Thank you very much, Professor Govindanapal, Board Director ISSR, for welcoming us and telling us briefly about the conference. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the inauguration of our program. I would like to request our chief guest, Honorable Sher Bahadur Deuva, former Prime Minister and President of Nepali Congress, to inaugurate our conference by lighting the traditional Nepali lamp, that is, Parnas. Strengthening cooperation among BBIN countries, the road ahead. Thank you very much, sir, our chief guest. Thank you for lighting the partners and inaugurating the conference. Now, I would like to request Professor Madan Kumar Dahal, Board Director, ISSR, for brief observation on strengthening cooperation among BBIN countries, the road ahead. Mr. Chairman, uh, Professor Vishwamar Pakurel, Chief Guest, uh, former Prime Minister, Honorable Shirvadar Devbaji, Her Excellency, Madam Ambassador of Bangladesh, Professor Chaturvedi, keynote speaker, my colleagues at ISSR, distinguished participants, and ladies and gentlemen. BBIN was formally established on May 14, 1997. The Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, Nepal initiative is a sub-regional structural design of countries in South Asia. It meets through official representation of member states to formulate, implement and review quadrilateral agreements across areas such as water resources management, connectivity of power, transport and infrastructure. The total area covered by BBIN is 34,99,559 square kilometers. Population is estimated to be 1.5 billion and GDP in terms of PPP is around 8.6 trillion. The BBIN Motor Vehicles Agreement was signed on 15 June 2015 at the BBIN Transport Minister's meeting in Thimpu, Bhutan. The agreement will permit the member states to ply their vehicles in each other's territory for transportation of cargo and passengers, including third country transport and personal vehicles. Uh, Bhutan has requested uh, for a cap to be fixed uh, on the number of vehicles entering its territory. India approved uh, very recently, this is a recent development, India approved $1.08 billion for construction and upgradation of 
558 kilometer long roads that join Bangladesh, Bhutan and Nepal. So this project will receive 50% funding from Asian Development Bank and uh, likely to complete by 2018. BBIN or Bangladesh, Bhutan, India and Nepal is a new emerging grouping at the world level. The experts are of the opinion that BBIN can take shark place. The Bangladesh, Bhutan, Nepal, India, Nepal initiative, this grouping can make regional cooperation a success, something that SARC failed to achieve. <coughs> South Asia is one of the least integrated regions of the world, but it is also one of the fastest growing. Uh, it is important to improve trade facilitation and cut down costs and other hurdles for trade within the region as a step towards a regional cooperation. On this occasion, let me precisely present before you uh, about the economy of Bangladesh, only very selective macroeconomic indicators I would like to supplement. The nominal GDP of Bangladesh is estimated to be it was dollar two hundred and sixty point two billion as of two thousand seventeen, and GDP rank is forty first and twenty ninth PPP rank, and uh, growth rate is six point nine percent, and major industries uh, consist of jute, garments, paper, leather, fertilizer, iron and steel, cement, petroleum products, tobacco, pharmaceuticals. Ceramics, tea, salt, sugar, edibles, oils, soap and detergent, fabricated metal products, electricity, and natural gas. Uh, this is the uh, area, this is the strength of Bangladesh. So far, the, the industries are concerned. Then coming to economy of Bhutan, very precisely, the <coughs> Bhutan GDP was uh, US dollar 2.1 billion in 2015. I don't have the latest update, kindly update the data for your kind information, and GDP ranks 168, and GDP grew by 6%, and GNI per capita, of course, is the highest in the sub-region. That is uh, 2,370 US dollar. As of 2015, now it has increased further. And major industries are cement, wood products, processed fruits, alcoholic beverages, calcium, carbide, and tourism. Uh, these are the major... Uh, industries, uh, major exportable items also, and the economy of India, of course, uh, the biggest one that uh, GDP is estimated to be US dollar 2.28 trillion, that is nominal, as of 2016, and GDP ranks 6th, and uh, GDP growth rate very recently, 2017 data I am quoting, it is 7.6%, and GNI per capita, 1,590, this is as of 2015. And the major industries are export and exportable items are software, petroleum products, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, agriculture, textiles, steel, transportation, equipment, methane, a lot of things. It's a long list. <coughs> and uh, the economy of India is sixth largest in the world, measured by nominal GDP, and third largest by uh, purchasing power parity. Now coming to uh, economy of Nepal. <coughs> That Nepal GDP is US dollar 21 billion. GDP growth rate, uh, now we are likely to get this year 
in between 5 to 6 percent last year due to various reasons that we had a small growth rate. But this year we are quite encouraged. And uh, GNI per capita is also very small. The major industries are tourism, garment, food and beverages, metal manufacturers and hops, and major exportable items are carpets, garments, handicrafts, pasmina, paper products, leather goods, jute goods, grain, hops, tea, coffee, cardamom, steel, cement, software, IT and furniture, etc. And the, here I would like to add one more point about Nepal, that the underpinnings of Nepalese economy are agriculture, especially the high-value crops, water resources and hydropower, tourism, biodiversity, which is the wealth of a nation, human resources for employment and export potential. Now, finally, uh, coming to the proposals for strengthening cooperation among BBIN countries. Although four major areas such as trade, transit, energy and water cooperation have been identified for promoting and strengthening cooperation in a symposium organized by the Observer Research Foundation and the Asia Foundation held at Calcutta on December 3, 4, 2015. I would like to supplement some more proposals for strengthening cooperation among BBIN countries. BBIN sub-region must be declared as a zone of peace, ensuring mutual trust and understanding among the member countries. Zero tariff regime should be inducted among BBIN countries to promote exports among the member countries. BBIN should be declared as one economic zone to expedite joint investment in potential areas based on comparative advantages and competitive edges. Free mobility of people and goods and services is important in the context of globalization and liberalization. Sharing of knowledge and technology in potential areas is necessary to ensure a high, sustainable and inclusive growth in member countries. Sharing of experiences in agriculture, especially green revolution, like in Haryana and Punjab in India, and uh, which will ensure a bumper uh, crops uh, in the region. Equally important is to share the ex experiences in poverty alleviation. There is need to develop connectivity, especially road, railway, ports, and navigation among member countries within a stipulated time frame. It is also highly important to strengthen adequate transit facilities, especially for landlocked member countries, such as Bhutan and Nepal. And, and Nepal are, uh, these two countries, Bhutan and Nepal, are disadvantageously placed in terms of international trade because of inadequate uh, transit facilities. And uh, therefore, this, uh, these countries have become a high-cost economy also. It is necessary to simplify banking facilities among BVIN countries. In recent times, Nepal is facing difficulty due to demonetization of Indian currency that must be urgently addressed to minimize the negative impact on the economy of Nepal. Encouraging joint ventures in potential areas such as hydropower in Bhutan and Nepal, because Bhutan and Nepal, both countries are very rich in hydropower. Extremely suitable climate to establish education centers and hospitals at par with the international standard in Nepal. And also establishment of pharmaceutical factories, especially herbal products, including Asa Gumba in Nepal, it is urgent to connect member countries 
with pipelines to ensure regular supply of petroleum products. Now, finally, there is a need to develop tourism sector in Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, and Nepal, and also necessary to promote religious tourism in Lumbini, Nepal, birthplace of Lord Buddha. The international financial institutions such as World Bank, ADB, and AIIB must be approached to provide funding to support viable projects in BVIN countries. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Professor Madan Kumar Dahal, Board Director ISSR, for your brief observation on strengthening cooperation among BBIN countries, the road ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, a quick reminder that we are broadcasting this program live on Business Plus Television. So all our viewers watching us live, thank you so much for watching. And now I would like to request Her Excellency Mrs. Maspi Binti Sams, Ambassador of Bangladesh, to give her remarks. Distinguished uh, Dr. Bishambar Thakurul, Chairperson of today's uh, conference, uh, Right Honorable Shirvahadu Deva, uh, former Prime Minister, President of Nepali Congress, distinguished guests of the uh, dais, distinguished participants uh, from BBIM countries, uh, guests, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, namaste, and warm welcome to all of you. Um, let me begin by saying how delighted I am to be here today among uh, such a distinguished, among such distinguished personalities to exchange ideas and share views on an issue of um, mutual interest to all of us. I would like to thank the organizers for taking this timely initiative to get policymakers thinkers, analysts, and other stakeholders to discuss about the initiative, about which not much is discussed, but which has the potential to substantially impact on the socio-economic development of this part of the world. The potentials and roadblocks to cooperation between the Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, and Nepal, known together as BBIN, is discussed very infrequently, and its full potential is yet to be explored, even academically. Um, the various aspects of uh, cooperation among the BBN countries has perhaps been limited only to excitement about the motor vehicle agreement that has been signed uh, in June 2015 in Bhutan, uh, while many other aspects have been ignored. Uh, distinguished guests, the sub-region, uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, Bangladesh, Bhutan, uh, Northeastern India, and Nepal, are one of the poorest in the world uh, with the largest uh, proportion of people living below the poverty line. The four countries have some of the worst infrastructures and uh, are least connected by either rail, road, or air services. Despite commonalities of language, culture, and a shared history, there is very little free flow of people and information, goods, or services among these four countries. These countries share common rivers and ecosystems and are ge geographically contiguous, yet there is so little attempt to promote cooperation or understanding in the areas of flood, manage flood control or water resources management, impact of climate change and global warming. And yet the potentials of these four countries, both individually and collectively, are enormous. And if they are harnessed properly and for 
they could put it, put them firmly in the trajectory to uh, of uh, fast track, uh, trajectory of fast track socioeconomic development. Distinguished guests, um, before we discuss about BBIM cooperation, let me give you a little bit of a little brief, uh, a brief picture of Bangladesh today. Um, uh, my, I'm just supplementing what my previous speaker has said. Uh, Bangladesh, because I think it will help to get the discussion into the correct perspective. Um, Bangladesh uh, economic growth rate, according to my statistics, last year was 7.11% in the last fiscal year and is expected to be 7.2% this year. The country is self-sufficient in food, and uh, but agriculture uh, contributes less than 17% to the GDP. We are the fourth largest producer of freshwater fish, fifth producer of food grains, and the sixth largest producer of rice. We are now the second largest manufacturer and exporter of ready-made garments. Last year, we exported more than $27 billion worth of ready-made garments to the most competitive markets in the world. We have an installed capacity to produce more than 15,000 megawatt electricity, yet even with a growth rate of more than 12% per annum, the electricity production is not able to keep up with demands of a fast-growing economy. It is estimated that we will need 20,000 megawatt by 2021 and 40,000 megawatt by 2041. The government is making massive investments in infrastructure, including construction of the 6.85 kilometer Patasetu with our own funds at a cost of around $3 billion. Um, but what does this picture tell us about cooperation between Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, and Nepal? The government of Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina firmly believes that countries of the region must grow and develop together in order for the development to be sustainable and to avoid instability in the region. Regional and sub-regional cooperation is one of the main pillars of the foreign policy of Bangladesh. We can justifiably claim to have noted the idea of SARC, and we were one of the founder members of BIMSTEC. Bangladesh took the initiative to organize the first joint working group meeting of two trilateral initiatives, Bangladesh-India-Nepal and Bangladesh-India-Bhutan cooperation at the level of joint secretaries of the Ministries of Foreign Affairs in Dhaka in 2013, um, an idea which has morphed into the BBIM that we are discussing today. Um, there are numerous synergies uh, that can be harnessed, but uh, a lot of work needs to be done before we can even discuss about uh, benefiting from these potentials for cooperation. The infrastructure at the land ports, land custom stations, ICPs, needs to be improved for facilitating easy flow of goods and people between the four, between the four countries. Um, the infrastructure of the roads and railway networks also needs to be um, strengthened um, manifold in order to ensure free flow of passengers and goods. Uh, presently, there is no interconnectivity with, or, or, or transmission lines from Nepal or Bhutan to Bangladesh, even through India. The regulatory frameworks also need to be updated and brought up to the scratch to meet the evolving requirements of new areas of cooperation and new co cooperative mechanisms. But despite the difficulties that lie ahead, we in Bangladesh remain very optimistic and convinced that working through collect collective cooperative mechanisms remains our best option 
if we are to ensure a sustainable and, um, and equitable social economic uh, development for the people of this region and translate the shared vision of future prosperity into a reality. We look forward to stakeholders coming together to work, uh, work out ways and uh, means for bringing this vision into a reality. Um, I thank you all for your attention. Thank you very much, Her Excellency Mrs. Masfi Binte Shams, Ambassador of Bangladesh, for the remarkable speech. Next, I invite <coughs> a keynote speaker, Professor Sachin Chaturvedi, PhD, Director General, Research and Information System for Developing Countries, RIS, New Delhi, to deliver keynote speech. Thank you, and uh, good evening to all. Uh, Honorable Chi. Uh, Bahadur Doba, former Prime Minister and President of Nepal Congress, uh, Nepal, Her Excellency Ambassador of Bangladesh, Mrs. Shams, Professor Bishambar Pokhrel, Chairman ISSR, my colleagues from uh, ISSR, Professor Gobind Nepal, Professor Madan Kumar Dhal, Mr. Naresh Shrestha, Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, good evening to all of you. It is my great honor to be here at the Conference on Strengthening Cooperation among BBIN Countries and share my views here with key policy makers, members of diplomatic community of South Asia, and members of academia and all others. I'm extremely thankful to my longtime friend and colleague, Professor Bishwambar Pokhrel, for this opportunity. I must also congratulate him for taking initiative to fill a big institutional gap by launching of Institute for Strategic and Socioeconomic Research, ISSR. I am sure with his deep knowledge of economy in Nepal and his wider experience with regional integration, ISSR would soon play an important role in regional institutional architecture. I must also use this opportunity for acknowledging greater efforts that are discernible in reconstruction and in making economic progress a reality in Nepal. The Asian Development Bank Outlook 2017 for Nepal estimates a robust recovery in next two years. The infrastructure and services have attracted greater attention and buoyancy would provide necessary fillip to the reconstruction process here. Friends, as we enter in Asian century, the time and the movement is becoming extremely exciting and interesting. As is clear, the global economy has not come out of its recessionary mode. United Nations just released World Economic Situation and Prospects 2017 has shown that the global growth in 2016 was lowest since 2009. Sluggish global economy is accompanied by feeble global investment and dwindling foreign trade. Low commodity prices have also emerged as a major limitation. Recently released Asian Economic Outlook 2017 also suggests that developing Asia would continue to perform well. The region is forecast to expand by 5.7% in 2017 and 5.8% in 2018. Growth in South Asia is forecast to rebound to 7% in 2017. The pick up further to 7.2% in 2018 would be something where India would bring in a re-accelerated growth to 7.4% in fiscal 17 and 76 in fiscal 2018. 
The report states that India's expansion will bounce back from a temporary liquidity squeeze. Thus, South Asia is poised to play an important role as we move up in the Asian century. We need to ensure how this growth brings in everyone together, how we avoid exclusions, how exclusions would, would not give us enough, and how inclusion would provide natural impetus to the growth process and integration of South Asia. Friends, as we are moving ahead, new regionalism is on our door. Regionalism has a new lexicon in South Asia now. Bigger ideas are now coming up fast and moving up much more faster. These initiatives are evolving as a node and hub and growth poles in the latest phase of globalization. When Prime Minister Modi met Prime Minister Abe in 2016 November in Tokyo, the recognition of shift in the gravity of the world economy away from the Asia-Pacific region to the Indo-Pacific region was explicit. The two Prime Ministers underscored the rising importance of Indo-Pacific region as the key driver for the prosperity of the world. They stressed the core values of democracy, peace, rule of law, tolerance and respect for environment in realizing pluralistic and inclusive growth of the region. The India-Japan summit underscored the importance of expanding and deepening uh, the connectivity is to improve not only the linkages between Japan and, uh, and India, but also to bring forward the idea of Asia and Africa and through realizing a free and open Indo-Pacific region, fast, uh, uh, factoring in India's Act East policy and Japan's expanded partnership for quality infrastructure. This was also evident when Big B, an initiative of Prime Minister Sheikh Hasina and Prime Minister Abe came up in March 2014. Big B is comprised of three pillars. The first pillar is industry and trade and consists of constructing a long-awaited deep-sea port at the Matarbari Island. The second pillar is an energy infrastructure including the development of a massive supply base of primary energy such as coal, LNG and oil. The third pillar is transportation and involves the construction of Dhaka-Chitgong-Cox-Bajar transport artery. Cross-linkages with the other regional groupings are also likely to benefit the region. The Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, RCEP, which is currently being negotiated among 10 ASEAN countries, Japan, China, South Korea, Australia, New Zealand and India, is one manifestation of this trend. BBIN economies may evolve strategies to uh, take advantages of these cross-linkages in the region and with the neighboring regions. New emphasis and energy in the Bay of Bengal initiative for multi-sectoral technical and economic uh, cooperation, BIMSTEC, is another such opportunity. Another sub-regional grouping which is trying to comprise in terms of geographical congruity and also trying to bring in a strength of ASEAN and trying to see how we can move forward in the Bay of Bengal region. The member countries include BBIN plus Myanmar, Sri Lanka and Thailand and envisages eventual establishment of a Bay of Bengal economic community. BIMSTEC was formed by the member countries to leverage the synergies in their capabilities and resource endowment for their development. 
The idea of BBIN is extremely important for us to explore. These are not unique initiatives, the one that I mentioned. And in fact, in these initiatives lie the underpinnings of the emphasis that we have for BBIN. Out of this, the idea of growth triangle have been found quite successful, where two or more countries cooperate for collective economic development to promote not only trade and investment linkages, but also provide institutional support through fiscal and financial cooperation. Some examples include the Southern China Growth Triangle, George Singapore Rao JSR, ICBBIN has a great opportunity for the South Asian region. The collective movement of BBIN members with motor vehicle agreement, which was alluded to by my previous speakers, may actually provide basis for the initial concept of South Asia growth quadrangle, which was envisaged way back in 1996. With the energy across BIMSTEC, we find greater com complementarities emerging in the region to connect South Asia with Southeast Asia. The successful experience with growth triangles has invoked considerable interest among academic researchers. Efforts at Heart of Asia process has proposed to provide a seamless connect between South Asia and Central Asia through Afghanistan. The question that regional integration in Southeast Asia has always posed is why efforts in Southeast Asia are so successful. Famous regional economists Than, Tang and Kakas in 1998 have identified five factors wisely, economic complementarity, geographical proximity, political commitment, policy coordination and lastly infrastructure development. Adequate participation of cooperation of the public and private sector are equally relevant. Lawrence Summer in one of his papers points out that neighbors would choose to trade if the cost of transportation is low and communication is in place. Empirical studies have also confirmed that trade costs and infrastructure quality are strongly correlated with trade volumes and with GDP. Rahmatullah in 2010 in his seminal paper argued that the logistic costs in South Asia are as high as 13 to 14 percent as compared to 5 to 6 percent in other countries. Studies at RIS led by my colleague Prabir Day have shown that higher trade transaction costs between each pair of partners lowers bilateral trade between them. It is also found that 10% fall in transaction cost at border has an effect of increasing countries' exports by about 3%. The existing initiatives in BBIN are worth reviewing. It is in this backdrop that we must look at the initiatives launched under BBIN. The limitations of SARC were mentioned in the beginning. These initiatives have evolved through specific institutional measures focusing on sectoral domain-specific cooperation. BBIN works through joint working groups, JWGs, which have provided the essential framework for future areas of cooperation for the grouping. The JWGs have adopted specific and focused approach with the idea of specific milestones for early implementation of majors for integration. 
Currently, there are two joint working groups in the areas of water resources and power and connectivity and transit. The joint study group on water resource management and power focuses on exploring hydropower undertaken jointly with at least three countries on an equitable basis, exchange of enterprises and best practices, and developing grid connectivity. The second JSG is on connectivity and transit. The work of this group led to the conclusion of BBINMVA. The agreement came into force on January 2016. Even before that, a consignment had been flagged off on a trial run from Kolkata to Agatala through Dhaka. DHL is participating agency in this. With the MVA in place, the idea is to expand and explore potential for cargo movement across road and railway for economic integration. As is emerging, some countries are not ready, but the others are all set to move forward. The JSG is also exploring possibilities for multilateral transport model for commercial and tourist purposes. The added task of this group is to explore potential trade facilitation arrangements at different land custom stations. This is expected to give a major impetus to the idea of growth zones. The concept of JSGs has emerged as a unique policy tool in Asia particularly after the experience of Singapore-led growth zones, which were created in different parts of the world. This extended product cycle theory is expressed in the analogy of the flying geese to understand diffusion of industrialization. This largely works in the backdrop of competitive and comparative advantages for economic growth. Efforts are being made in Africa to have similar arrangements. According to Thant and Kaksa, Localized arrangement is successful when programs are tied to the immediate local needs and adverse experiences are balanced with possible successful solutions. In this context, all efforts should be made to localize the BBIN priorities. Local connection of BBIN is extremely important so that it can get support from the people. In some cases, East Asian Regional Development Model, lessons and way forward for South Asia growth zones may be better than trade blocks as they bring up sub-regional cooperation on fast track. Creating institutional linkages thereby, unshackling with reputed economist Dani Roderick called for binding constraints to growth. Dani emphasized in terms of having institutions for regional cooperation. It would be worth considering a coordinating unit or a secretariat for facilitating work at BBIN. The, the moment we think of secretariat friends in South Asia, we are reminded of bureaucracy, which is not ready to move, accumulate a lot of papers and manpower. Our Prime Minister Sri Modi is trying to change this in India. The secretariat should work as economic institutional mechanism for advancing the agreement JSGs are trying to propose. There is also the idea of growth pools within the BBIN, which suggests simultaneous and coordinated investments in many sectors to support self-sustaining industrialization in a country. Examples may also come from export processing zones, economic processing zones, free zones, and foreign trade zones. 
The idea of growth pool addresses supply-side competitiveness measures which are aimed at overcoming barriers that are hindering investment. The idea also helps in identifying dynamic industries around which capitalizing and augmenting opportunities are to be explored. As a concept, growth pools are based on Francois Paris' Schumpeterian assumption that for an economy to attain higher income levels, economy should first develop within itself one or several regional centers for economic strength. He attempted to explain how modern processes of economic growth deviated from the stationary conception of equilibrium growth. As mentioned by, uh, the, uh, by Professor Madan Kumar Dhal, services is an important sector here in this region. Her Excellency Ambassador Shams has also mentioned about regulatory convergence, which is extremely important. Here, it is also important to do some out-of-box thinking where governments alone do not remain in the driving seat. What role private sector may play? Is it possible to think of BBIN wide firm registration? Those of us who are following the motor vehicle agreement know pretty well how reservations are within the truck operating community of Bhutan. Is it possible to think of BBIN wide registration of a firm with active shareholding by all the member countries? And that out-of-box thinking would provide a way forward in terms of what I emphasized in the beginning of inclusion rather than exclusion. Not monopolizing the proceeds out of the gains from BBIN, not by one country, but by one and all. Can we think of BBIN-wide transport company with shares of key truck operators in the region so that we avoid undue pollution and get the profits distributed in such a way that all get share in this pie. What provides rationale for our coming together is our collective commitment for sustainable development goals. As it has emerged by 2030, more than a quarter of working adults would be in South Asia. With this young population, our focus on key goals, particularly goal eight and nine, bringing in decent jobs economic growth and innovation is extremely essential. No emphasis is required here to state that skill and productivity are key for competitiveness of the region. Mere low cost of production is not going to take us too far. Within this framework, it is also relevant to remind us how important for BBIN is to have global value chains. We have much to learn from Bangladesh which has already achieved GVCs in the apparel sector. I must congratulate ISSR for selecting key challenges as themes for this conference. The idea of trade facilitation is to capture high tariffs, inefficiencies in ports, operation, customs and regulatory environment, including land or cross-border procedures in regional and internal political conflicts is an excellent set for BBIN to focus on. Connectivity plays an important role in advancing trade facilitation. Similarly, positive efforts made to promote trade in electricity is an important accomplishment for the region. Explorations on imp imperatives of energy trade among BBIN may provide important roadmap for assessing socio-economic impact of such trade. Its impact on per capita consumption 
and its impact on capacity creation and investment potential of the region is extremely important. It may also be worth exploring how beneficial it is from environmental perspective. Here, the idea of session on climate change is extremely timely and important. Let me remind ourselves of a report from the Asian Development Bank entitled Assessing the Costs of Climate Change and Adaptation in South Asia. The report predicts that by 2050, the collective economy of six countries, Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, and the Maldives, Nepal, and Sri Lanka, will lose an average 1.8% of its annual gross domestic product, rising to 8.8 by 2100. This, there is little doubt that the impact and cost of climate change in South Asia will depend largely on how the global community tackles the issue. However, indigenous efforts from sub-regional groupings like BBIN is uh, extremely important. What is that we can learn from efforts in Arctic Circle? What strategy we adopt for saving our Himalayas and saving our oceans? RIS, my own institution, has launched a major program on blue economy in partnership with our institutions in Bangladesh. And we are actively thinking of an initiative engaging all the countries in and around Himalayas. In conclusion, it may be appropriate to mention that the rise of BBIN is reflective of regional aspiration, not of just another grouping, but something which is more practical. The collective efforts by sovereign states along with non-state actors to address common challenges and seize economic opportunities and transcend over frontiers. As multilateralism and globalization are facing their own challenges, regional organizations are comatose. Collaboration among dynamic economies at sub-regional level probably may help sustain South Asia lead the way as we move forward with the Asian century. A grouping like BBIN has distinct advantage to deliver. It has the potential to invest in solutions. All of us seek to achieve and in the process evolve our collective resources and tools for a greater integration of South Asia. The idea of Asian century is powerful and dazzling. Its glimmer should motivate us to explore its building blocks. BBIN, I'm sure, would be one of them. Thank you. Conference on Strengthening Cooperation Among BBIN Countries, The Road Ahead, organized by ISSR in collaboration with UNSCAP, the Asia Foundation, and Pavilion Group. Thank you very much, our keynote speaker, Professor Sachin Chaturvedi, Director General, RIS, New Delhi. Now, I would like to request our chief guest, Honorable Sher Bahadur Deva, President, Nepali Congress, to give his inaugural remarks. Chair of the program, Professor Vishambar Pyakurir, Chairman, Institute for Strategic and Socioeconomic Research, Her Excellency Ambassador, Waspiri, Bintesan, Honorable Member of the SDG Parliament, Keynote Speaker, Professor Dr. Sachin Chaturvedi, Distinguished Guest Fellow Participants, Friends from Media, Ladies and Gentlemen. <coughs> right at the outset, kindly allow me to express my sincere appreciation to Institute for Study, Social Economic Research, and its collaboration 
Communscape, the Aipa Asia Foundation, Babylon Group for organizing this conference on strengthening cooperation among BB and countries to work ahead. The title of the conference is appropriate as the key priority of the sub-regional cooperation has been endorsed by Bhutan, Bangladesh, India, and Nepal. The need is, to need is therefore to develop modality of to strengthen the working of the identified project through adequate professional discourse. I such, I such, it gives me great pleasure and honor to be here in this August gathering and share my views on the topic. Efforts have been made to pursue regional issues after SARC was established when Mr. Sartre got approved formally on 8th December 1985. It had various success stories, however, overall achievement, overall achievement during the last 30, 32 years has been less than successful. Sorry. Efforts at the regional level have been made to form various sub-regional sub groups such as the Bengal Initiative for Participatory Common Cooperation Ministry, which is comprised of a group of countries in South Asia and Southeast Asia, Asia which includes Bangladesh, India, Myanmar, Sydney, Thailand, Bhutan, and Nepal. Furthermore, South Asia Sub-Regional Economic Cooperation, SAC, was also established in 2001. So, sorry. Furthermore, South Asia Regional Economic Cooperation, SASEC, was also established in 2001, comprising Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, Myanmar, Nepal, and Sri Lanka, is a project-based partnership to facilitate Digital prosperity by improving cross-border connectivity. Though there is a strong demand for a deeper regional integration in South Asia, the process has been rather slow. The actual implementation of agreement often does not match the declared ambition and its context. Lack of coordination, institutional weaknesses and capacity for implementation has been argued to be the major impending factors <coughs> in order to take forward the regional integration process in South Asia. A, a good and effective initiative has been has been the Bangladesh Bhutan India Nepal which is sub-regional cooperative architecture of the country in South Asia. The formation of EBIM is compatible, compatible with the idea of some regional approaches for better connectivity, which is a great capital During the SAC summit, the case for BBI has been advanced. Together with the commitment of strengthening transit facilitation, facilitation measures such as shared border, border station or measure, route of harmonized custom, custom Procedures, the BBI also intend to identify avenues for cooperation, Ex cooperation exchange experiences, and best practices to interfere with for disaster forecasting mitigations. 
the images received by the formal launching of BBI has provided the right platform for bilateral trade as well as economic corridors, linking Nepal, Bhutan, Bangladesh with, with East and Northeast India. Taking the Bhutan, Bangladesh, with East and Northeast India, and ultimately the Asian market. However, in order to boost bilateral trade and facilitate transit, two issues need to be developed on priority physical infrastructure and soft infrastructure. There is a huge potential for BBM countries to engage private sectors in facilitating trade through infrastructure, development such as road, airport, railways, waterways, ports, industrial zones, integrated border management system, and so on. The BBI initiative also fits well with a new way of developing massive <coughs> transnational road and rail connectivity for Initiative will facilitate intra and interregional trade in goods and services. It can also open up untapped and unexplored trade possibilities in various goods and, more importantly, services including tourism, energy, education, health, finance, and logistics. As we know, this forum operates through joint working groups comprising official representation from each member country to formulate, implement, and develop quadrilateral agreements. And this is considered as an appropriate vehicle for integration. I am happy to learn that BBI has been moving ahead satisfactorily, satisfactorily to achieve its fundamental aim to reinvigorate cooperation among member countries to a seamless, seamless mechanism of sub-regional sub connectivity. Such initiative allowed transit flights to member nations with an elaborate web of bus, waterways, waterways routes, and railway connectivity. The challenge that can be vividly seen on the way ahead is related in, to informal economy arising as a result of inefficiencies, trade facilitation problems like transshipment along with the country's board, country's board economy agents who are part of this informal economy are essentially rent-seeker those who have gained from the non-transparency and inefficiency of the system. Hence, serious policy effort is needed to streamline trade and transport logistics even if the strong resistance from the economy as it may arise. Therefore, it, it, became, it becomes imperative to calibrate the speed and level of its emissions. It must, however, be recognized that even within the BBI group, there is a significant heterogeneity in terms of economic size and level of economic development. <coughs> as such, long-term acceptability 
and success of BBI will depend on how how well these concerns and sensitivity are taken into account within BBI and constituents. <coughs> the people in the BBI region have high expectation of early materialization of the sub-regional decision success. Expectation is largely became in the past most largely because in the past most countries within SAT experienced delayed and incomplete achievement even if consensus based priority agreement such as the regional SAC agreement or regional SAC agreement or promotion and protection of investment, transport and connectivity, SAC regional multitude transport issue. The time has now come to learn Time, the time has now come to learn lessons from the past mistakes. Coming back to Nepal, we have achieved much success in regional and global connectivity by involving private sector. Nepal's short, medium and long-term development work, especially after the initiation of economic liberalization program, just after reinstating democracy in early 1990. Since, since some of the key areas Included were removal of the of our quantitative restriction of import, nationalization of tariff restriction, full convertibility of the currency, current account trans uh, transactions, opening of domestic financial institutions for foreign capital in joint venture, joint venture form, promulgation of foreign investment, and one window policy foreign policy for investment and technology transfer act and industrial enterprises act. Currently all policies in trade, industry, investment, Hyderabad EDC has been amended with serious series of consultation of broad based stakeholders, including the private sector and global companies. For strengthening overall industrial sector among other the, the Department of has granted permission for opening foreign currency, foreign currency deposit account, provided required foreign exchange facility for remitting profit, remitting profit dividends, and for acquiring technical services and technical know-how from abroad. In addition, the National Board of Nepal has been established to aim to mobilize and manage public-private partnership, partnership cooperatives, domestic and foreign, foreign private investment, to accelerate, accelerate industrialization and development of infrastructure in sectors such as hydropower, chemical fertilizer, integrated solid waste management. To conclude, I am confident that one of the half-day conference on BBI by, engage, by engaging policy makers think tanks, private sectors, and academic institutions, by the Institute of Strategic so Socio-Economic Research <coughs> and Pavilion Group, Nepal, in collaboration with Asia Foundation, United Nations, SCAP, will, will further explore the bilateral, trilateral, quadrilateral issues within the sub-regional agreement, BBI group, and some uh, and come out with the appropriate information.
I appreciate again the initiative taken by ICSR in convening this conference. I wish for all the success. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a token of love. I would like to request Professor Bisomar Biakurel, Chairman ISSR, to present token of love to our chief guest, Honorable Sher Bahadur Deuva. Similarly, I call upon Purnesh Prasad Shrashta, Board Director, ISSR, to present token of love to Ambassador of Bangladesh, Her Excellency Maspi Binte Shams. Similarly, we would like to present token of love to our keynote speaker, Professor Sachin Chaturvedi. <coughs> Thank you very much. Now, may I kindly request Mr. Naresh Shrashta, Board Director, ISSR, to propose the vote of thanks. Thank you, Salinadi. Thank you very much. Good evening, uh, Mr. Chairman, Chief Guest Honorable Sherwadi Dewar, the former Prime Minister or, and uh, President of the Congress, Excellency Ambassador from Bangladesh, our keynote speaker, Dr. Sachin Chaturvedi, distinguished guest, media personnel, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I would like to wish you all for the, on the occasion of New Year, it just passed, but belated also, wish you a Happy New Year to all of us from Nepal. Allow me to extend a warm thank you all for this evening on behalf of the Organizing Team Institute of Strategic and Socioeconomic Research in collaboration with uh, Asia Foundation and UN, uh, UNSCAP and uh, my company, the Pul uh, Pavilion Group. We have gathered here today with some of us having traveled a long distance to be here because we understand the relevancy and importance of BBI and co uh, cooperation. We have different as well as long experience on regional cooperation on achieving the sustainable development goal and the sustained regions peace but the, uh, the overall achievement both the uh, quantilateral and uh, quantitative achievement from these regional platforms here been less than uh, expectation of the people from the region there is still strong demand for the deeper regional cooperation in South Asia to improve the bilateral as well as multilateral cooperation on vivid areas. While this ex exercise is uh, in such cooperation between our government is essential, it is of the almost utmost importance of the private sector and civil society of the BBIN countries to act not only the uh, eradicated property uh, in the region, also the performed together in order to further strengthen the bilateral as well as multilateral regional co among the relationship among the BBIN countries and protect our mutual interest. As uh, a business community would like to advocate to the concerned government to consider the 
possibilities of encouraging multilateral relations for the development of the better road connectivity and transportation facilities, better policies for high-tech transmission line for power trade within BBIN countries. So that the people from this region can access the opportunities and uh, prosperity. We are also looking to take initiative by the respected government uh, to recognize most favorable nation to each other, common commitment to of strengthening border uh, situation and simplify as well as harmonize custom pr uh, procedures are some common agendas of entire business community of the region. And of course, there is no doubt this initiative will help not only to reduce the cost of export and import between these countries, but also provide opportunities to uh, fight against common problems like poverty and terrorism. Mr. Chairman, I strongly believe that this one-and-a-half-day conference on strengthening cooperation among BBIN countries, the road ahead, will identify common agendas uh, for better future, explore better opportunities for all, enhance solidarity and regional peace for the people by engaging uh, policymakers, academicians, uh, respective from the uh, representative from the private sector. I also believe that will go uh, with good management by encouraging all these uh, three tracks that is G2G, B2B and P2P and by respective, uh, respecting the sovereignty, uh, consistent mutual interest of the countries and of course with uh, its large and resilient population BBIN can develop its uh, standing uh, and in international arena much further, and I believe that for similar reasons, BBIN should be available, able to attract the foreign investment it needs to lift many more of its people out of poverty and become a model for other regional platform. Mr. Chairman, I would like to remember uh, Dr. Sagar Prasai and Dr. Nagesh Kumar for their continuous encouragement to organize this conference. Mr. Chairman, I would like to thanks to Professor Sachin Chaturvedi, uh, Mr. Sultan Hafiz Rahim, uh, Professor Salim Rehan, Mr. Joseph George, uh, Ambassador Surab Hussain, Dr. Ansua. Uh, please don't mind if I made small mistake by mentioning the name. <laughs> Basurai Choudhury, Saroz uh, Ayushu, uh, Dango Chirin, Excellency Dango Chirin, Mr. Arnav Ganguly, uh, Famida Khatun, Uttam Sina for the uh, for their incomparable, uh, incomparable and incredible support to organize this conference. Besides this, I would like to uh, extend my appreciation and gratitude to the Asia Foundation uh, Nepal, uh, Mountain, Tele Mountain and Business Plus Television for uh, providing us the facilities uh, to make on-air live, and uh, another absolute event, Private Limited, and Bernstein Institute for providing these 
uh, young ladies to support uh, to organize this event. Uh, lastly, I would like to thank to my team members from Pavilion Group and ISSR for their restless effort to organize the conference. Beside this, I would like to add one line uh, out of track is that I would like to appreciate all our madams who have been supporting us, <laughs> accepting our absence during the uh, New Year time also, reaching home late night also. <laughs> Thank you very much for accepting it. Thank you and namaste. Hope our delegates would enjoy being in Nepal. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Naresh Shrestha, Board Director, ISSR. And as we come close to our today's conference, the good thing is we are exactly on time as per schedule. It's just 6.30 p.m. and it's time for our Chairman's speech, or let's say closing remark. May I kindly invite our Chairperson, Professor Bisumar Piakurial, for the closing remarks. Honorable Chief Guest, <coughs> former Prime Minister of Nepal and President of Nepali Congress, Sherwadu Deuba, Her Excellency the Ambassador of Bangladesh, Mrs. Masri Binte Shams, Their Excellencies, Honorable Members of the Legislative Parliament, Keynote Speaker, my old colleague, <laughs> with whom we have traveled a lot together on a, and made professional journey, uh, Professor Sachin Chadurberi, Director General RIS, New Delhi, Chief Secretary, Government of Nepal, Dr. Somlal Suvedi, respected invitees from BBIN countries, board members of Institute for Strategic and Socioeconomic Research, ISSR, representatives from media, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, welcome you again in this special event. Before I make a brief observations on key issues proposed for the conference, let me introduce very briefly to you what ISSR is. So Institute for Strategic and Socioeconomic Research is an independent, interdisciplinary and non-profit think tank with an aim to create awareness on socioeconomic development and influence public policy. The main areas of our activities include research and survey, policy support and appraisal, data center, training and leadership development, dissemination and publication, internship and volunteer program. The idea of a subset of SARC comprising Bangladesh, Bhutan, India and Nepal was emerged as already stated by earlier speakers, SARC Council of Ministers meeting in May 1996. South Asian Growth Triangle was thus emerged, which aimed at boosting cooperation in environment, energy and power, trade and investment, transport and tourism. The sub-regional cooperation got much importance after Nepal moved this initiative further ahead by circulating an approach paper in December 2006. By definition, regional integration is an arrangement for enhancing cooperation through regional rules 
and institutions. However, for a long time, occasional bilateral misunderstanding and political wrangling in the region have been affecting regional cooperation. The emergence of sub-regional cooperation can be expected to mitigate such confusion and suspicion to a greater extent through BBIN as the areas of chosen priorities is based on consensus and has greater economic value. South Asia is a net energy importer with extremely low intra-regional energy trade as against high potential and growing demand. The problems include supply-side constraints, low private sector participation, underdeveloped and poor cross-border infrastructure and regulatory frameworks, difficulties in assessing, accessing finance and inadequate information sharing in project development. During the 18th SARC summit in Kathmandu, SARC framework agreement of energy was signed which can facilitate cooperation in energy by sharing river water between India, Bangladesh and India. The working groups of water and power and transit and connectivity has facilitated to exploring this possibility. Initiatives to minimize hurdles in expediting trilateral cooperation in trade and transit field between Nepal, India and Bangladesh through the Fuluari Bangladesh stretch now has greater possibility to work. Local media in Bangladesh reported that on January 23, 2017, Bangladesh State Minister for Power and Energy during a meet the press said that Bangladesh received Indian consent to import power from Nepal using Indian territory. This is extremely encouraging. Bangladesh has therefore considered even investing in Nepal by signing a deal to set up a power plant. Additionally, the new Nepali-Indian arrangement allows Nepali citizens to cross into Bangladesh at Bangladesh, a border crossing previously reserved for cargo. New rules also permit Nepali traders to use a rail crossing at Singhabad on the West Bengal-Bangladesh border and gives them access to the Indian seaport of Visakhapatnam in addition to Haldia in West Bengal. In a recent Bangladesh visit, the Nepal's Commerce Minister and Bangladeshi counterpart have signed an agreement to build two hydroelectric plants in Nepal, capable of generating more than 1600 megawatts. This is a win-win situation for all the parties which justify the strength of complementarity among BBIN member nations. Economic cost and competitiveness has been a key challenge from underdeveloped transport corridors. The constraints include road condition. When I say this, it is connectivity with national road networks and non-compliance with transit agreements and protocols. From this perspective, a regional cooperation for developing and integrating sub-regional transport corridors may also be considered. Under transport and connectivity, SARC regional multimodal transport, whose modality was completed in 2006, has not been effective especially in implementing the corridor approach through cross-border transport agreement. 
In this context, the motor vehicle agreement is no doubt a success which is expected for hassle-free movement of the people in the region. It is as an agreement that would facilitate seamless flow of goods, people and services. Although Bhutan's upper house has not yet ratified MBA because of the worries they have with environmental damages and livelihood concerns, we are hopeful that it will be endorsed from the house soon. BBIN countries have been negotiating the protocols and standards operating procedures for the implementation. As Bangladesh is the ninth biggest market of India, initiative has been taken by India to reduce the cost of border trade with Bangladesh. Both the countries have realized that Pentrapol, Benapol, India, Bangladesh border trade is unduly costly. The choice over to railroad is therefore justified in reducing the pressure on road movement. In this regard, two examples are important to consider for future policy consideration. A. Nepal considers the improvement in the movement of rail wagons at Raksol is less than satisfactory. Therefore, Nepal remains at a comparative disadvantage when compared to India and Bangladesh. For instance, while using road in a 20-foot container, on the average, Nepal requires 35 days with a cost of US dollar 1825 in comparison to India's 20 days with dollar 960 and 29 days for Bangladesh with a cost US dollar 1375. The second case is the other story on the cost of transportation, which was raised during the very recent Beamstake conference in Bangladesh, is more interesting. For instance, in Dhaka on April 11, 2017, during a conference, representative from Pran RFL Group India stated, I quote, if a truck loaded with goods reaches the Benapol border today, it will take 36 hours to cross the Indian border. It costs $600 to ship a consignment to neighboring Yangon from Chittagong, whereas the same cost only $20 to China and $30 in Singapore. Although agriculture has been the key contributor in the GDP of all the four countries, it also contributes to climate change by anthropogenic emissions of greenhouse gases and by the conversion of non-agricultural land, that is forest, into agricultural land. The record shows agriculture, forestry and land use change contributed around 20 to 25% to global annual emissions. As climate change and agriculture has strong and positive co-relationships, the question is how a range of available policies are executed that can reduce the risk of negative climate change impacts on agriculture by reducing GHG emissions from the agricultural sector. To conclude, ISSR is privileged and honored to organize this conference with the participation of key stakeholders from BBIN. We expect professional discourse in key priorities will create an opportunity to complement to the work initiated by respective governments. I thank you all. Thank you.
Thank you very much, sir. And with the permission of the chair, we would like to conclude today's event. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your presence. We invite you for the refreshment and dinner. We are going to have a small photo session program. After that, we'll move for dinner. And once again, thank you for your presence. Have a fantastic time. Good night. www.sabscast.com S-A-B-S-C-A-S-T.com Love and the Revolution